0: We are back. A little bit of Comics Corner for you. What's happening, bud? How you been? I'm good, man. We're uh, coming to you live from my apartment. How? Then an undisclosed location. Undisclosed last time in this apartment, possibly recording.
1: Yeah. Uh, we. Are, I've been moving to a new place. Uh, we'll probably do some recording there too, just because oh, I yeah. have a little more room. And yeah, it'd be sweet. I actually meant to tell you off mic, but. Y'all can, you know, be privy to this information. I know a guy that wants to. He likes our podcast, and he wants to like film us.
0: Ooh, dude, I'm yeah, definitely. He's down a for good that. dude.
1: Yeah, he, I just mentioned. He's like, do you guys do video? I'm like, well, we been thinking about a GoPro, and he's like, yeah, that's actually what I'm about to like buy, and I'd come through and like shoot you guys and stuff like that. So, dude, yeah.
0: if some anyone who wants to help make this podcast better, I'm absolutely there for it. Yeah,
1: it'll be fun. So,
0: um, well, dude, I gotta jump straight into some news, some new shows going down we'll touch first on some Boba Fett yeah because I think it's number two on the list for me but how are you feeling about it yeah I, I
1: like it there's just uh it's uh, you you said it perfectly it's like yeah Boba Fett's talking way too much it's he a talks great a
0: lot it's so much fan service to a lot of things that I don't necessarily know if they need to be added it is a hundred percent my favorite meme is the Patton Oswald from Parks and Rec, where he literally dictates what the actual opening scene of Boba Fett is. Yeah. Where it's him reach pans down from the twin sons of Tatooine as Boba Fett from the Sarlacc pit reaches his hand out yeah, there's, triumphantly. There's no
1: way that was an, a mistake.
0: No, they definitely, John Favreau watched that episode of Parks and Rec and was like, that's not a fucking bad oh, idea. Oh, that's
1: my idea now. And we'll take that. <laughs> um well no and also i follow this artist on instagram that a while back drew this awesome like painting style illustration of boba fett in the sarlacc pit so the sarlacc has like the teeth ridden tentacles wrapped yeah. all around him and boba's got like two knives he's just like tearing at him like kind of like crawling up out of the pit and that was pretty similar and he was just like yeah uh i'm not gonna say anything about it. he was on his instagram
0: like uh, yeah they <laughs> i feel like this has been so much in how, the else gonna, how else are you gonna start it you kind of had agree. to go that way yeah but there's just so much to it that I like and don't like. And it's also such a slow burn. I think they should have released two episodes at least off rip. Yeah. I think that would have been a better way to get people drawn in. I don't need to hear sand people or Tuscan Raiders literally sit there and just we while they do the world's worst version of sign language he just waves his arm and apparently that's a whole sentence in the show i think they're just
1: really good rip, uh, lip readers
0: <laughs> yeah it's that part of there's literally portions of the show where he's the only one that talks yeah which is Almost the direct opposite of what makes Boba Fett cool. That
1: train heist was cool, though, in the second episode. There's
0: definitely really cool parts to it. I mean, apparently that is basically just space version of Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. Um, but I like a lot of things of the show. I think Black Chrysanthem, the Wookiee bounty hunter, looks, looks really cool. I think the way he's been utilized so far is kind of stupid. Yeah, but you're going to see him more. You're going to see him again in the Kenobi show. Yeah, and I know that he has a deeper history with Star Wars and all the uncanon or er, comic canon stuff. So I'm looking forward to all those things and it's it's just such a slow burn. And yeah. compared to Mandalorian, I feel like we're just getting rehashings of what the comics are and what people want to see and the answers people want to get. Mm -hmm. Whereas I wish it was just develop your own story and make it what, uh, tomorrow Morrison or whoever the fuck plays Boba Fett came out and said, Boba Fett's talking too much. He's trying to get, Oh, the, the actor, the actor has literally been like, Hey, can we cut some of this? I think I'm talking too much. And they're like, no, John Favreau said you have to talk.
1: Yeah, it it, it takes away some away from some some of the mystery, mysteriousness the, of him. You the know, mystery
0: yeah. and the cool, badass cowboy version of now he's just like a let's all hold hands and respect each other kind of guy. And that's not what Boba Fett is. Boba Fett's a cowboy, shoots first ask questions later, doesn't even talk about
1: it. Um, There is a cool uh, comic that they're still making. It's pretty recent. Um, It's just called Star Wars Bounty Hunters. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you heard of it?
0: I think I know what you're talking about, but I think the Bounty Hunters in Star Wars have always, since the original trilogy, been one of the coolest and most interesting things. Yeah. But I feel like we're not getting, I'm not getting that level of, mystery and coolness that i wanted yeah that those bounty hunters originally brought to the well, table this
1: is a cool i don't know what time frame this takes place i'm guessing it's probably like in between like episodes four and five or maybe between five and six but it's um the, the it, it, this just came out in march of 2020 um and it's they're still making them i i have the first couple issues it's pretty good but the it's obviously boba fett um and then bosk and then, who is the other character? It's, um... That robot dude? The ro- he has, like, a robot arm. No, no, not the, the... That that robot bounty hunter is in it, too, but... Oh, they don't have, like, any information on this on the... Uh,
0: oh, is it the guy that kind of has, like, the bandaged face? His name's Valance. Valance.
1: Yeah, he has, like, kind of like a robot... He kind of looks like Cable. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Valance. Uh, Bosk, Boba Fett. Um, you think It's pretty s- dope.
0: It, it's, like, not amazing, but that's, like, more of a more interesting storyline, you know? So... I forget what the actual species of alien boss is, but I know we see a bunch of that species in this Boba Fett show. Do you think that's gearing us up for a Bosk appearance finally?
1: I would hope so, because everyone thought he was really cool, and he's really cool in the uh, Battlefront video games. Okay, he's got this weird like like acid like
0: poison gas attack that yeah, like I I think the weird part about Star Wars right now too, especially is everything with Star the timeline for everything. Is so jumbled up. The Star Wars is, which I'm, it's fine. I'm, it's not like the end of the world for me. But I'm also not the biggest Star Wars fan. But it's crazy that you're. When is all this shit taking place? Is this before the last trilogy? No, this this is after episode six. This is after episode six and and before episode seven. Correct, yeah. Okay.
1: And that's what a lot of these storylines are. Uh, Like one of my favorite, the Star Wars run I read from 2015, that's between movies four and five. Okay. And that's some really good stuff. And I think eventually it gets into like right before Empire Strikes Back, but uh, not to hang on Book of Boba Fett for too long, but yeah, the one at the... not this past episode, which I haven't seen yet, but episode I think it was three, where he like gets to like that teenage gang like to like work yes. with them. Th- that's fine. The characters are kind of cool, or whatever. But those
0: speeder bikes they're riding are so out of place. It, those like bright and like neon colors. You know what that ma- reminds me of when I saw that gang of kids? It reminds me of there's a Ninja Turtles episode from the cartoon where it's like teenager mention x or something oh sick and it's like these punk kids that are on speeder bikes and shit and it looks exactly like that
1: yeah like there's like a hundred mirrors on them like, like it looks like it looks like a vespa turned into a speeder bike
0: again it all just seems like weird fan service to get more kids into it almost. that's fine yeah
1: and that, I, that's what my buddy said too and like that makes sense but it's uh, it just takes away from like the very like the Pantone like earth tone Agreed. type colors of Tatooine that makes it very gritty. Like you know, it's always some like beat up speeder bike that like might be like a dark orange. That's about as bright as it gets. You know,
0: a hundred percent. It's like, why are, were you guys the only ones with fluorescent paint in the on um, Tatooine? Yeah,
1: it was weird. It just sticks out like it's crazy. It's the same
0: way that I felt like the. So there's a musician, Thundercat. Yeah. Spoilers for the newest episode of Boba Fett. But he is plays the guy who enhances people on tattoo. Oh, he's on the show? He, yeah, he oh, plays sick. the character for that. And they kind of go through the scene of Boba Fett rescuing whatever his assistant's name is. Uh, Fennec? Fennec. And bringing her to this place to get rebuilt partially. Oh, they fuck her up? Well... She gets shot in the stomach, I think, during Mandalorian, and Boba Fett finds her, takes her to this place.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. And
0: Thundercat just seems a little out of place. It seems too cool. Again, it's just, there's little things on this planet that it doesn't set a tone properly. It makes... And that's fine. It's not the end of the world again, but it's just like, you really just want to shoehorn Thundercat into this show (laughs) to have him be this cool tattoo artist style guy who enhances people yeah and i just am waiting for the show to just gear up and jump to where we need it to be
1: like i said you're gonna see him riding that rancor because that was the first thing he says when danny trejo brings it in like i want to ride this thing (laughs)
0: again and danny trejo being in it a hundred percent robert rodriguez directed that episode and he was like (laughs) really yeah and they were like well let me bring my friends in and this friend was just danny trejo And again, he kind of makes sense to be on Tatooine. He does, but is he could have been used better to me? Like he seems, everyone just seems a little off. It doesn't seem like everyone fits in naturally to the environment. I like Tom Root, who is the moisture farmer. Tom Root does a great job, where he's like no one respects you. He's a great character. I mean, he's fantastic. He phenomenal character actor. But and I like that they kind of diss him. Oh yeah, where that was, but. The he like he sides with the kids versus Tom Root and he's like, What the fuck, dude? I was the one who told you it sucks over here. (laughs) Now you're dealing you're just gonna side with the fucking kids that have been like scamming me and not paying. But there's also this like what's
1: that dude, the pharma bro's name, like kind of like angle to it, where like, Well that's well, water's so much money. Why'd you raise it so much? Like, hey man, it is what it is. It is
0: what it is. Sorry about you. Yeah, what's
1: that guy's name? The uh martin sherelik or whatever the fuck oh yeah he is
0: it's kind of a martin sherelik vibe <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you want water i'm the yeah. one that has it i also it. have the wu-tang
1: album that no one <laughs> yeah. else can get um but from now he's got that if the, the star wars version would be the uh is it what max rubio or whatever the the, the purple elephant
0: dude oh dude <laughs> i do like that we get a return of the cantina band? the cantina yeah band. they
1: remixed the the theme a little bit yeah it was sweet
0: um Are you excited for Boba Fett, or not for Boba Fett, Obi-Wan and the Ahsoka show? Uh,
1: The Kenobi show I'm very excited for because I've read the comics that those are based off of. There's only like three issues. They're like little side stories in the 2015 uh, Star Wars run, but they're really cool. It mostly just revolves around him living as a hermit on Tatooine and keeping an eye after Luke, make sure that he you know is raised right. Keep an eye on Uncle Owen, make sure he's not smacking
0: him around. Or yeah, dude, just being in a... Like, I mean, he pretty much I used have left him slave with Slave labor, sky. you know? Like. I mean, anyone at that point seems better than leaving him with the heir to the evil empire. So even if he does hit him a couple times, it's probably not the worst. It's like, still better than your dad, yeah. Darth
1: Vader. The Ahsoka show, I mean, I love Rosario Dawson. That's excellent casting, but I was never into the Clone Wars TV show. So it leaves something to be desired. I know she's a cool character. She's super powerful. Um, Is Hayden Christian coming back in that one or in Kenobi? That I'm not sure. I think it's Kenobi, and they're going to kind of show glimpses of him as Vader and stuff like that. I mean, that's what people want to see. Yeah,
0: because I think Ahsoka is going to be after take place after Mandalorian. Yeah, because
1: it's like, what was everyone's favorite part of... Rogue One. It's when fucking Vader shows up, you know, like, yeah,
0: because that's what people want to see. I want. I personally want to see more Darth Maul back in Star Wars universe. Oh,
1: he'll come because well, they show him. You know, spoilers for anyone that never saw the uh, Han Solo movie, but he yes. shows up in that. And I didn't know that whole backstory where he never actually died. And then I like did some reading. They're like, oh, he wasn't really. They dead. give him
0: spider legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He gets like, cool robots spider the dump, legs. You know. No but one in Star Wars ever dies, dude.
1: And that's what I always say about like, people that hate on episode one. I was like, I'm sorry, if you can look me in the face and tell me that pod racing and Darth Maul aren't cool, it, you're high.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, for all the shitty Jar Jar Binks jokes, pod racing, Darth Maul, those live up to being Worth it. pretty fucking cool. Yeah, man. Um, hey, I got, and Liam
1: Neeson, of course. Well, Qui-Gon was obviously. sick. I mean, everyone loved Qui-Gon. I don't know anyone that didn't like that. They just character. killed off
0: everything cool about that movie. <laughs> George Lucas was like, I think we get rid of Qui-Gon, Darth Maul pod racers let's keep Jar Jar though and make him head of the Senate
1: oh he did it though to troll the fans that all hated him oh I
0: believe that that there's seems like a George Lucas there's at there's one
1: that time. scene in it's either episode two or three where he like Jar Jar like breaks the fourth wall and just looks at the camera and just kind of it's kind of like a yeah fuck you I'm still here I will never die yeah and then I'm gonna give the chancellor uh, complete power and then <laughs> I just fuck everything up how about
0: I just make the worst decision ever in Star well, Wars? well he laid the concrete for the n- <laughs> the first four movies yeah <laughs> Um, but I got to jump into what I consider the best superhero show ever made. Are you so sure far. you don't want to
1: talk about Star Wars for another 15 minutes?
0: <laughs> I would love to, but Peacemaker is so fucking good. I know you haven't seen, so I won't go super, you won't go spoilers on yeah. it, but it is, it takes the Suicide Squad movie that James Gunn made and turns it up to 11 and just has the perfect amount of comedy mixed with story and action it's it has a good storyline to the whole thing I felt like Suicide Squad was kind of just jumbled up and trying to pack so much in in a short period of time I didn't think it was a bad movie it was definitely better than the first Suicide Squad but it doesn't have like we got to get Harley Quinn in here we got to get a replacement for Will Smith in here Let's have a giant animated shark in it. It just focuses on the good acting that, surprisingly, John Cena can bring to the table, which I guess shouldn't be a huge surprise because he was a WWE wrestler. Yeah, when you're in the ring,
1: you're an actor, yeah.
0: 100% acting. And then it also has this great sense of comedy that James Gunn can bring to a TV show or movie when he's unrestricted. Is Amanda Waller in the series? She is... I guess it's a slight
1: spoiler. She's, does she die at the end of Suicide Squad? I she can't doesn't remember.
0: die at the end of Suicide Squad. At the end of Suicide Squad, spoiler for that, she gets hit over the head and knocked out. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's on screen in the first four episodes. I think you only see her for a brief second on a computer screen talking to someone. So she's not a huge character in it, but she gets some name drops. Basically, when people are talking about how bad someone is, yeah. they're like. I mean, fuck. At least you're not Amanda Waller.
1: And there's some other characters that were in that like control room from Suicide Squad also. Yeah, Clyde so you also, get
0: right? um, John economist I think his name is, but it's the guy who has the glasses. Yeah, bigger it's, dude. Bigger. Yeah, dude. he's hilarious. Um, the guy who he also did the body double for uh King Shark. Oh, he did. Yeah, and he does an amazing role in it.
1: He's another other stuff too, right? Yeah, you yeah. get... I can't uh, think off the top of my head. You but. get
0: a character called Vigilante who was also in the Arrow TV show, but they could not be further apart. Interesting. He is basically... Different actor. Completely different actor, completely different tone of it. I mean, it does a great job at poking fun of superheroes while also making it in a realistic world. Like, it does a great job of Showing you that Peacemaker thinks he is a superhero, and then bringing up other heroes to be like, "Oh, so you're like Aquaman?" And he's like, "No, dude, fuck Aquaman. Aquaman fucks fishes." Is that from the
1: show? Yeah, they (laughs) they talk
0: about all these characters. They talk about they bring up Batmite at one point. Yes, it's so it is such the perfect touches of obscure DC universe that gets brought together that shows. You can do, you can make this universe fun and exciting and true to comics in a way that's not just, it's always raining in Gotham. Everyone has to be serious. Everyone's so sad. Yeah. It's a complete 180 from the fucking Zack Snyder verse, which I think just beat people over the head with this ultra dramatic universe that they tried to build. That no one really wants to see. Yeah,
1: we're not going. I don't think we're going to see any more Zack Snyder uh, anytime soon. But you know, I think we will see more James Gunn. What else? What other projects would you like to see him work on? So
0: he is, from my understanding, wrote and directed the whole series for Peacemaker, and is working on another series for DC or at least another project. Um, I would hope it's a series because I think that's where he really shines. I think with the movies, it ends up being. We got to pack all this in, and we got to... There's so much studio interference that you don't get to pull the taffy and have these long-running jokes or these little quips and these little things that make it so great. If I don't know who I would... I would like to see him do a Lobo show. I think that would be cool. Yeah. I would like to see... Or like a Deathstroke. I would That'd almost be fun. I almost want to see him do something in outer space so they don't have a crossover. Because I think... Green Lantern. If, Green Lantern. We I mean, already have
1: someone doing that show. When is yeah, that coming
0: out? That I'm not sure. I will think Green Lantern is going to be more, a little more serious. But again, I just don't want to see anything be as serious as Zack Snyder was. That's where again I'm not looking forward to seeing another three hours of B D S Batman <laughs> just hanging out, which is what we're going to get from the Rob Pat movie, which I've already gotten yelled at online about. It's year two. This is rape based off of year two. And granted, I am trolling kids online because it's fun. And that's a good, solid, sober activity to do. But I just don't think that we need all that again. It doesn't have to be this, you know, gloom and doom, thunderstorm all the time. You can make it. You can find something in between uh, Batman versus Superman and Joel Schumacher fucking Batman And there has to be a happy median. Yeah. You know, I know Christopher Nolan did a great job of... It was really dark, and it was a more gritty, realistic version. But that's a standalone thing. Comics have standalone stories. It's already done. It's already been done. Exactly. It looks like everyone's just trying to do the same thing over again, where at least James Gunn is reimagining and creating its own universe of, this is fun and enjoyable. Someone who doesn't like comics or not even doesn't like them, but isn't familiar with them, can tune in, watch this, and not be completely lost, enjoy it, and go, oh, this show's really fucking good. I don't know what Batmite is, but, yeah, I still think this show's good. And then people like us who do read comics and know what Batmite is can sit there and be like, oh, my God, he said Batmite. He said Batmite. He exists. (laughs) And we can enjoy it, too. It's in canon. (laughs) I think that's where James Gunn has and people like Taika Waititi have done a great job with these movies and shows because people who don't fucking care about comics like my dad, for example, likes Guardians of the Galaxy because he's like, oh, yeah, cool. They have that fucking one song that I really like and it's funny and it's fat. It's quick. It's just a good movie. doesn't it's matter. It's a good movie. Yeah. You don't have to have read 600 back issues to be like oh, that's actually not how Ego, the living planet, was created. He's really not a celestial. He's actually just a normal sentient planet. (laughs) It's like no one cares. Let the movie be the movie. Everything doesn't have to go back to 25 years ago when some other guy made up a complete. These aren't facts. This is just all made up, and they change constantly. So it's like have it be fun and enjoyable. That's where you're going to make money. People who are like DC stands and are complaining that oh all the Marvel movies are the same and they're too bright and uplifting. It's like, sorry, making movies is a business at mm-hmm. the end of the day. You're pissed because they're doing better at business the highest grossing movies
1: of all time.
0: And they're good for everyone to watch. Yeah. I mean, Spider Man, for example, it's well past a billion. That motherfucker might make two billion dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. But that brings me to another topic I have of Red Secret Wars, which I'll be passing down to you because I can't hold on to comic books. Red, oh, like, I read, read Secret it. Wars. <laughs> um, that was like the communist version. It's Secret Wars Red, where it's just Stalin fighting yeah, it, everyone. It's, it's more of a manifesto than a comic book. <laughs> the Secret Wars manifesto. <laughs> um, but that is, like we were talking about earlier, the first time you see the black suit Spider-Man Which led me to asking, where do you think we see this next trilogy of Spider-Man movies? Do you have a storyline that you want to see uh, kind of unfold or be drawn upon in this next trilogy of Spider-Man movies? Because we are getting three more from Sony and Marvel.
1: Um, I mean, a lot of them have already kind of been done, unfortunately. Like, honestly, there's a really good 80s run of like the Hobgoblin when he first starts showing up, you know, yeah. but they kind of already
0: did that in the Andrew Garfield one. And well, I think that, um, cause now we have Ned Leeds who can go Hobgoblin mm-hmm. and would give a really unique version yeah, of, I have read that. That's interesting. That could happen. But I think, it, I think a cool thing about that would be Peter still knows this used to be my best friend. Ned has no fucking clue who Peter is. And it's like, this guy could go fucking nuts. Yeah. You know, Maybe bad grades at MIT gets kicked out again. <laughs> yeah. And now it would be this battle of Hobgoblin doesn't know who Peter is, but Peter secretly fighting his old best friend. And have that kind of... Yeah, I actually did read something about that. There is a storyline that does
1: that, and that would be cool. That would be definitely interesting.
0: I also think... So my one response via the internet to what people wanted to hear about, someone was asking, do we get the storyline of Spider-Man selling his soul to Mephisto to bring back Aunt May? Mm -hmm. So there is a storyline where Peter brings back... er, makes a deal with mephisto which everyone's just waiting for mephisto to come about except we'll probably never get him because china's banned the devil is that why yeah china has like a strong thing that's how they beat it because it's because it's like religious i think it's a religious thing and it probably is just some weird rule of you know fuck that there's no i've never
1: heard that but that makes a lot of sense because you know that's where all the a lot of that you know billions of dollars comes from a hundred
0: percent them going to the theater yeah um but everyone wants has been waiting for Mephisto already. How cool would it be to get him in a Spider-Man movie in a way where it's like clever, like where he's not just like a straight demon. It's like he's like Al Pacino in The Devil's Advocate. I, that's what I think. Like a we, dude in a suit. That's what I think we would get if we got anything. Where potentially it would be this mysterious character that not until the end does he fucking puff a smoke and he's fucking you know. Classico, Mephisto style.
1: He's like a a little tail. something
0: that teases him being that character. And then maybe the next movie, he kind of pulls strings to bring out a true Sinister Six or bring back some of these other villains or create new villains that fuck with spider-man
1: not to go too off topic but roping back to james gunn and dc and stuff you know, I just thought of you know what a cool concept that james gunn could do something cool with would be uh uh dead man like boston brand
0: i think that would also That'd be because he's always had that kind of quippy like uh kind of funny angle yeah. to him well and and I know, that's a cool
1: origin story
0: too i think that would be really cool i know that dc has also always wanted to do a justice league dark it's okay. just about finding how do you bring all those characters characters together yeah and i watched the animated one it was pretty good oh yeah yeah i think th- there's actually two, there's animated two of them ones. yeah the second one i wasn't as big a fan of just because it was way too dark side war and i'm just i'm so over dark side yeah i think marvel does a good job of minimalizing the amount of thanos where dc wants to maximize dark side all the time he's in like swamp he's thing and just really Dark. And yeah it and it's like if this guy's so big and bad, why is he fucking vacationing on Earth constantly? <laughs> when he all he wants to do is destroy Earth, but he's just coming back time and time again and getting defeated. That's silly. Um, but yeah, I think I would like to see some Mephisto. I would like to see some Hobgoblin. I'm trying to think. I do want to see some Norman Osborn in our new Spider Man shit too. Yeah, I'm not. I don't even need Venom. I'm also I completely don't venom, yeah. content letting that after credit scene from Sp- new Spider-Man of a little drop of venom jumping off of Tom Hardy and staying behind in the Marvel MCU. Well, maybe that'll
1: give, you know, uh Peter that that the black suit the and actually go into like
0: the Secret Wars that we were talking about. And that's what I was going to say. I think we are going to get some Secret War type activity going on in the near future It's so here.
1: funny you said that, like the buzzwords, like kids like secret, because they also had like the secret defenders. Yeah. Well, there was the defenders and then it kind of spun off and became the secret defenders and that was like early 90s. Yeah. Kids
0: just love the word
1: secret. Th- those books are pretty good though. It's just like Doctor Strange just assembling a new team, like every issue or every two issues.
0: I'm hoping that we do get some more defenders-esque team-ups come in, yeah. in the future too because well, now, so the
1: original defender Namor's in the original defenders yeah. and they
0: haven't done anything with namor yet i think they're very scared to do that i think we might be getting namor so namor was always teased ever since iron man 2 where i think it's after credit scene of iron man 2 when uh nick fury is kind of asking them like hey we got this team that we're gonna put together blah 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 Oh, is he like on one the, of the files? On the map, there is all these red dots for it's basically the ultimate Easter egg fucking like fanboy, you know, overload where everyone saw all the dots and tries to figure out who yeah. they are. So there was one in Wakanda, which everyone was like, Oh, Black Panther. But there's one in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Well, there you go. Which everyone always was like, ooh, that's gonna be uh Samaritan, Namor. Yeah. And then in uh, Avengers Endgame, the Dormalage, is that what's it's called? Um, Dormelage is doing the virtual meetups and was like, hey, there's some earthquakes going on in the ocean. And Scarlet Witch is like, guess what, motherfucker? We lost half the population. Yeah. Why don't we not give a shit about earthquakes? <laughs> but when in actuality, a lot of people have guess that those earthquakes are coming from the atlantean version of yeah, in marvel
1: they probably lost half their population they too. lost half
0: their population and they're just so cut off from the world that people are saying we think we're gonna get namor in the new uh black panther wakanda forever oh, okay. which has just been riddled yeah. with delays because,
1: but, but that original Defenders, yeah, it'd be Namor, the Hulk, Doctor Strange, and maybe one other, but I can't remember.
0: Was it um, the original Defenders? But I do like. I think my favorite version of Defenders is that Marvel Knights version, oh, which okay. is, oh, is that your you Luke know? Cage, your Daredevil, that whole gang. Oh, that's sweet. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Yeah, it's kind of more the one you see that they try to do with Netflix um it's kind of like your punishers your daredevils more street level heroes i think maybe even spider-man jumped in there for a minute unfortunately when you
1: type in defenders uh on the marvel wiki that fucking tv show is like the first thing that pops up
0: oh of course which is just something we can all doctor strange out of our mind (laughs) um but someone else who is kind of part of that defenders which is going to be our next marvel show coming to Disney Plus is Moon Knight. Yeah. You fuck with Moon Knight at all?
1: Not really, but I'm interested to see the show and see what what happens with it. Maybe I'll get into the comics a little
0: bit. It's so I know Moon Knight is basically Marvel's Batman. Except right. he's kind of more willing to kill. And he's definitely way more crazy because he's kind of he's a three personality type fella, which is very normal. He's got A rich guy, a cab driver, and then just, like, a street person. And I think this fucking show is going to rip. Oscar Isaac, amazing actor. Uh, What was he in, Rogue One? He's in a bunch of stuff, yeah. But he, the trailer doesn't give away a bunch, which I think is really awesome. You kind of only see the suit at the very end. And the suit does, like, a little CGI. But I'm okay with it because I think they're going to clean it up as it goes. And then you're also getting Ethan Hawke as the main villain. Yeah. And Ethan Hawke, another top-notch actor.
1: Yeah, this will be good as a show because the whole multiple personality thing is kind of touchy. I agree. Like, even in, like, you know, like, not bad bad comparison, but, you know, Venom with, like, Tom Hardy, he's, like, talking to himself. Like, I don't... Like, this is silly. I don't really care about that.
0: I think it has to be... You have to really explain why there's a multiple personality type thing where in Moon Knight, I think we're going to have Khonshu, which is this old old world god who's kind of on you know his own panel of ancient beings type yeah i've never even heard
1: of him was he introduced just for moon knight in the comics
0: in the comics he's kind yeah he's introduced through moon knight but he plays in like a weird pantheon of old world gods that you know have some kind of power he's kind of the god of vengeance type thing and he basically inhabits the brain of moon knight And that's one of the personalities that kind of breaks out and becomes the, you know, crime fighter or spirit of vengeance that is the Moon Knight character. Mm -hmm. So I'm fucking excited, though. I think it looks good. All the Disney Plus shows have, to me, just gotten better and better. Yeah. You know, they haven't, in my opinion, they haven't really missed. What If was kind of a, for lack of a better term, whatever for me, but... I get where they were going, and I think What If is going to be a testing ground for a lot of offshoot movies that they end up making.
1: Oh, wow. So apparently, I never realized this, but Moon Knight's first appearance was in uh, Werewolf by Night, Yeah, 1975, Ooh, which art, were art by Gil Kane, very nice.
0: We're also going to be getting next year, I believe, a Halloween Werewolf by Night special mm-hmm. coming to plus... And I think Werewolf by Night always just makes me laugh because the main character is named Jack Terrier. <laughs> and that's such a sick, like 60s, 70s joke where yeah. they're like, get it, he's a dog. <laughs> what's the what's the guy's name who's the werewolf? And someone's like, what if it was Jack Terrier? Yeah. Or oh, is his middle name Russell? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. Um, but to move away from some Marvel stuff, I know you've been reading a new a new book you want to get into yeah
1: for you know it's a, it's a vertigo book uh came out in 1997 trans metropolitan um very iconic lead character it's spider jerusalem i always compare it to like it's almost like a um hunter s thompson type his whole yeah. thing he's a journalist uh very like uh eccentric very eccentric very melodramatic and
0: just kind of like a lot oh, of like, young kids want to be him
1: he's very edge you know like edge lord just very like uh like everything's bullshit kind of deal um, too cool. So it starts out, you know, he was a successful writer and journalist, but he spent the last, like, five, six years or whatever living outside of the city, like, in the woods. Okay. And he's, like, kind of unkempt. He let his hair and his beard grow, and he just lives in this cabin. and just Smoking and cigs. He gets a call from his editor, like, yo, like, you still owe us, like, two books. Like, you got to come back. So while he's... They're, like, because, like, oh, we'll, or we'll sue the shit out of you, you know? And All right, whatever. So he goes back to the city. He gets a job at his old, like, journalist, like, um... Uh... I guess like op-ed type work and he's putting out um, little articles while he's supposed to be writing these novels but he's really not and he goes through the city sees how the city's changed Um, the first big uh, kind of storyline is about uh, these folks that um, are into this alien genome thing where they can get traits from aliens basically you're what they call the grays so you know like round gray hair Or gray head with bl- you know dark black eyes. and The Aliens Classico. Yeah, and so this guy is kind of leading the uh, coalition of these new uh, alien, uh, what they call transients, because they're kind of in between human and alien. Okay. And this guy's name is Fred Christ. Nice. Love it. <laughs> and he runs this district of the city. It's called the Angels 8 District, and that's where all the transients live. Okay. And uh, eventually there's a riot and a big uprising because a lot of these folks, like, it's very derelict and very poor because none of them get work because they look
0: like freaks, you know, <laughs> more or less. So is the book kind of taking you through life in this city through this dude's eyes, basically? Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, and there's always like little, like, um, not thought bubbles, but
0: just like the, the print stuff,
1: what he would be writing. What be writing, his
0: excerpts from his stories that are about the city yeah. and just kind of giving you background detail and stuff.
1: Yeah. And then like, there's another storyline where he's talking about, they have this, you know, they have like cryogenic freezing technology now. Mm-hmm. So like a woman that like lived through the bulk of the 20th century died. And she saw all these amazing things cause she was a photojournalist. She saw like, you know, the Saturn V rocket take off in the 60s, and man walk on the moon, and the Soviet Union falling apart, and like all these crazy things, like she was there for all these things, and so she's she's ba- she dies, but they cryogenically freeze her head, and then that gets reanimated several years later, and like all her thoughts and everything, they reanimate her body into like a 25, you know, the 25 year old version of, version of herself, yeah, and uh, he's he sees her, and like there's a whole program for these newly uh, unfrozen individuals, and they basically put them in like a hostel. And like let them get reacclimated into this crazy new futuristic world. And it's funny when she first like gets kicked out of the uh, cryogenic lab, she's like, It's fine, you know, I saw the world change through the twentieth century. I could probably handle this. If she walks in the street, there's like yeah, like the alien transient people. Yeah, I was gonna there's say. like just all this weird futuristic, like cyberpunky shit going on, you know. And Damn. uh so
0: then they stick her in this like like the uh hostel. It's like Uh, Captain America to the extreme.
1: Yeah, she doesn't know what the hell's going on. And then, like, Spider Jerusalem just, like, finds her in an alley and, like, gets her, like, story. And there's just really cool, like, little snapshots of what this very futuristic city, which is just called The City,
0: uh, looks like. (laughs) So is it a... How many books are there? Is it just a continuation It's a big of...
1: series. Um, I have volume one right here. This is 12 issues. There's several volumes. Um, I don't know how long the series. Actually, I can find out right now. Is it now.
0: kind of a similar format to. I mean, yeah. do you know if it's a similar format to all of them? They went just... for 60 issues.
1: Okay. And yeah, I think th- there's some like, you know, like the one storyline. It was like a two-parter, three-parter, and then it was yeah. just going to something else. There's another cool one where he goes into what they call. Um, I think they call the. Like reservations or something, but they're like parts where you can go and like live these certain lives of like past. Like there's like a Mayan society,
0: kind of Westworld style.
1: Yeah, kind of exactly like Westworld, and it's kind of it was kind of interesting. And he's just like, oh, like everyone should know about this. Like this is really cool. You can like go and see how people live in these. Oh, I think they're called them. Is it districts? Uh, what is this? Oh, the reservations. That's always what. And then there's one where, like, oh, like, this is the future. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a futuristic reservation. It's called the the Farsight Community. And it's literally like stuff that hasn't happened yet or like everything that could so be. Even more futuristic than yeah, the like, future. Yeah, and he, like, takes some, like, he gets, like, sprayed with this weird, from, like, this weird, like, insect and he starts, like, tripping and he starts, basically, sees everything, like, from humanity. Like, it's pretty incredible.
0: The future always assumes that we're just gonna wanna go back to the past. Yeah. And I like that idea where they're like, you know what would be cool now that we have all the tech? Let's just go back to when there was no tech. And then there's, like, and also in this
1: particular issue where he's going to all these, um, what did I call them, reservations? Reservations, yeah. He meets, He keeps, like, asking women out on dates because the whole thing is he's been, like, celibate for, like, X number of years. He's been
0: out in the woods, dude. He's just been yeah. solo dolo. So he keeps
1: asking all these women if they want to go out to dinner and stuff like that. So he asks the doctor who, like, uh, you have to, like, get all these, like, procedures done before you go into the reservation. Yeah, you got to get your shots. And so it, pretty much, yeah. It's like going to fucking Africa or whatever. 100%. And said, uh, he goes, oh, do you want to go out to dinner sometime? And she goes, sorry, I don't eat. I got that new trait last month where they replace your stomach with a sack of bacteria. <laughs> Awesome. So there's like all these weird little nods to like, oh, like what's going on in the future? Like, he gets an assistant in the one book and he's like, Do you smoke? And she's like, No. She's like, Well, you should start. This is a very stressful job. She's like, He goes, There's some anti cancer pills in the medicine cabinet. So that's the thing. Like, in the future, like, Oh, yeah, you can smoke
0: because we have like a cure for cancer. I was going to say, it seems like this is one of those books that plays on a lot of current trends and things that it shows me of oh, people want to get all these body modifications now, plastic surgeries and elective surgeries. In the future, what are you just going to get alien DNA put in? Or, oh, people are so worried about eating and like all these specific diets. You're just going to get rid of your whole stomach. It's all the extreme versions. Yeah, yeah. it's taking and playing on all the worries and fears or trends that we have in today's world and just shows, okay, and I think... A journal going through a journalist's eyes does a good job of exploring that kind of shit. Where even with the reservations; it's people who want to go reenact the fucking Civil War, yeah. and you're like, "What are you doing? <laughs> Stop this! Don't we don't need to behave this way?" And forever, people are going to do that until they're yeah, literally trying to get sacrifice on an Aztec temple in the year three thousand. Yeah, because they're like, "What would that be like? How cool would that be?" And it's like, live in the moment. Yeah. Stop trying to time travel.
1: Yeah, but he's, it's like one of those things he's like, oh, everyone should like experience this though because like it's not really like real. Like it's kind of just like yeah. you can just see how... The VR. Yeah, it's it's like a VR thing almost. Yeah, and then the there's metaverse. like... metaverse. There's an even crazier uh, one where like his assistant's boyfriend... Uh, goes like he he's already got all these like robot type modifications mm-hmm. on his body. And he's going to take it to the next level where they're going to dispose of his body and his mind is going to be put into like a computer within the, within this like big community. Gotcha. And uh,
0: that's pretty that's pretty interesting too. Like, see, this sounds like one of those books to me that if anything sounds like it'd be an amazing show. Yeah, you it know, could be really cool. Yeah, because to this is one of those things that has such a long standing. It's a long enough series. And all the books and episodes, or episodes for lack of a better term, have these different tones and touch on these different kind of ways people are modifying themselves or things that people are doing today to be like, oh yeah, what if you cryogenically freezing people, those people did actually come back? Yeah. How fucking bizarre would that be? Where now it's just such a thing where... You're like, oh, uh, yeah, Ted Williams did it in, like, the 80s, and his body <laughs> is definitely never going to be viable to come back yeah, again.
1: Well, that's a whole different thing that the company does that. I think they're called InGen, and Ooh. some guy wrote a book about it called Frozen. Really? And, yeah, like, because he used to work for this company. And it's like it's all a sham. Like, oh, 100%. like, if you freeze someone's head, the moisture expands, and it,
0: you're dead. your brain is just mush, yeah. It is something that people do who have entirely too much money And think that science is going to, in five thousand years, we're not holding on to your half dead body, dude. Yeah, you're gone, and that's where like the Futurama like heads in a jar thing comes
1: from. Like, oh, we can just preserve the brain. We're good. We're good to go.
0: Then we should be fine. We're in business, y'all. Um, but speaking of this, of Metropolitan becoming a good TV show, there are two big budget TV shows that I want to touch on that have each kind of released. Little teasers that are with budgets that are fucking astronomical. One being Lord of the Rings. TV show? There's a Lord of the Rings TV series coming to Amazon that is Amazon dropped the fucking bag on. (laughs) They are spending every dollar plus some to get this show made. And, of course, our little teaser trailer for it is just essentially a pretty okay done title card but here's my problem what else is there in lord of the rings that we don't already have you already stretched the hobbit out into three movies which probably didn't need to be done you already have the peter jackson original trilogy right or is it four movies there's three which beautiful but at the same time that's 12
1: hours of movies. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's it's IP, it's money. I mean, people saw how good Game of Thrones did. It's like, oh, let's just come up. And, and all the Star Wars TV shows, like, hey, yeah. let's just come up with some but to side me, stories.
0: I'm wondering if it's side stories or if it's a rehashing of the Ring Trilogy because Star Wars has expansion on... That would be insane. That's But what do you expand on in that universe? Because at least, like I said, Star Wars had... The books that came out after that aren't canon, but they still draw from. They have te- decades of comic books that they can draw on. They have all this other stuff where that's what true. the fuck else happened in Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I feel after like they, they hit beat this the bases. Sauron guy, yeah, what everyone just went back to being normal? Yeah, they covered all that. That is, re- is Peter Jackson involved or no? I don't know if Peter Jackson's involved. I can't imagine he would want to be involved because first off, did the amazing hobbit from what i understanding people were a little yeah okay this is fine it's like after that let me just go do anything else like let's just go make any other movie and get the fuck out of new zealand yeah i'm over it yeah hard pass on that what's the other big show the other big one that netflix is making neogame and sandman oh that's right yeah which has been in the works or being chopped around forever I believe Amazon turned it down because the budget was too high. HBO turned it down because the budget was too high, and Netflix was like, "All right, let's fucking do yeah, this." Well, Amazon spent all their money on this Lord of the Rings show. Yeah, apparently. they were like, "We can't have two of these." No, and I, Sandman to me is the coolest concept. It's amazing. Yeah, but I don't know how you're going to functionally make this sandman show yeah there's a lot a lot of moving parts in that one yeah and it's such a jump around type of thing that sandman is even more than what it sounds like metropolitan is where it's you're literally going to the past and fucking around with shakespeare and seeing you know midsummer's dream type shit and then you're going to see some lady who just works at a gas station yeah and some bullshit there or you're in gotham and you're you know dealing with just a regular guy who is, like, a low-level criminal in Gotham. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, I mean, that'll be good, though, because they can just do these one-off stories every week. But my problem is, are they going to do one-off stories, or are they going to try and work in the whole pantheon of everyone in the family of, you know, the underworld and these big, grandiose ideas that everyone kind of relates to Sandman but are relatable because it's, Widely overarching through hundreds of comics.
1: Yeah, but they, you know, like make it almost like a comparison, like the
0: Twilight Zone. Like each week it's completely different. I would love that. And then just have uh, Dream, the kind of main character of Sandman. And who's playing Dream? That I'm not sure. I know I saw that they casted someone. I think it's a relatively unknown actor, which I'm happy about because I don't think you need yeah. Robert Smith from the cure. Yes. That, <laughs> that was a hundred... that's definitely who it was based on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I hope that they get someone who is a little bit brooding and just not like I just don't need we don't need a hunk in there, dude. No, we don't no, need no, like no. a complete fucking, you know. Badass looking guy. I know Gwendolyn Christie, I think is her name from uh Game of Thrones, who plays the super tall night lady, the kind of androgynous looking person, uh, is playing the devil. Yeah, you're Which I'm very yeah, it's a on great board casting, with that. Yeah. Perfect casting. Um I just don't I don't want to be let
1: down. You know what would be cool is that dream character would be uh the dude that plays Dot Man. What's I always forget his name? Oh, David. Dashwan, uh, D- uh, David D- something. That something, yeah, it's some weird last name. Yeah. Um, D- D- w- Das Malkin.
0: Yeah, he would be really cool. I don't know if, but he's such a character actor, I feel like he's going to make his way in, in there. I that heard show. he's going
1: to be in like some more comic book-y type stuff.
0: He plays such a great comic book character yeah. that he's one of those rare people that's in DC and Marvel and crushes it on both Yeah, accounts. I
1: think he did just recently get some other big, big-ish role that he's going to be in.
0: I could see that. He's someone that should be utilized. I'm okay with these character actors crossing over between all these universes and being just in everything because they do such a great job and they're good at playing different people. Yeah. They're not, they know how to be versatile because that's their whole life is all right. I just got to work myself into this character because I'm never going to be a leading man. <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to be man. the yeah. star. Plumber of, actor. Exactly. Yeah. What, um, you've been reading, watching anything else that, you want to touch base on them, though?
1: No, I've been, I've been reading this Trans Metropolitan comic pretty steadily. Um I wrapped up Infinity War. That was that was really good. How how'd you like it? Yeah, I thought it was cool. Um you know, it ends spoiler. Uh what's his face? Um
0: 40-year-old comic spoiler if you haven't yeah, read it. Yeah, 40-year-old comic. We're also going to be spoiling and uh, the Rye later on. <laughs> great Gatsby? Here. Yeah. Uh, he, dies he dies in a, a
1: pool? pool? No way. Uh, Magnus gets trapped within the Soul Stone, okay, which is basically just like a like a mental prison. Like yeah. you're in this weird like intermediate zone. But then Adam after, Warlock's locked. So in this collection series I have after they do the first the six issues of Infinity War, they show uh, some uh, issues from uh, Warlock and the Infinity Watch, and then some uh, one-off um, stories about Thanos that were in uh, Marvel Presents. So, and all those are... T- it's kind of confusing because they all take place during Infinity War. Yeah. So, like, Infinity War, number one, would come out and then... uh this Infinity Watch would come out, and it's like you know, tune in next week. You know, you have like
0: yeah, this is a very convoluted period of time for Marvel where everything was just interconnected. Yeah, it
1: was like a lot, like Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme from the 90s. They would they like that was connected to that too. And- Jumped in on it. Yeah, but that's pretty common. Like you know, Detective Comics and Batman's and Superman's and actually it all comes bleeds together. That you know.
0: was truly an era where I think in 70s 80s they realize oh we can kind of cross these things over and we can kind of make it this very unified universe and then late 80s into like early 90s they were like what if all of them connected yeah. well you
1: always have those little asterisks on in the panel like oh yeah. refer to so and so number 50 it's like if you want to know more like if you want it's to. not
0: 100 percent necessary we kind of just filled you in right there you know? and anyone with like half a brain is usually like Yeah, I get it. I think (laughs) I know what I don't need to spend uh, $6,000 a month buying every comic book that Marvel produces. This isn't like
1: War and Peace we're reading, you know? Yeah.
0: (laughs) If I don't know exactly why uh, he got a new jacket, I'm going to be okay. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Infinity Watch, though, that reminds me that I did attempt to watch Eternals. Pretty rough. It is a pretty rough go. Yeah. I... I am glad that this is going to be a rare one-off movie for Marvel. You don't really even get a lot of the Black Knight character. He's not even in a whole lot. It is just. I feel like they had to make it as a it's such a setup movie. Yeah. It's I think we're going to get some of those characters back, but I just am so happy. Like, I don't need to see Angelina Jolie ever again in a Marvel movie. <laughs> it was. Selma Hayek, don't come back. So
1: um, real quick, because we're almost out of time, Like, isn't the whole thing about the Eternals is it's sort of like an origin of the Infinity Stones, more or less? Or they just kind of so, show how they're brought into the picture?
0: It kind of explains what the Celestials are, more or less. I think that was the big overarching thing. And then introducing the character that plays Black Knight, who I can't think of his name right now, but One of the uh, the Inhumans? He's not... Oh, an that, e- that's Black... He's not an Eternal. That's Black Bolt. Black Bolt, yeah. Um, He's just kind of this side character. And it basically just shows that the Celestials are these huge beings that kind of farmed planets out, did experiments on them. They have the Deviants, which are monsters, and the Eternals that are superheroes. And they just use those to kind of patrol planets that they fucked around on. And it was... It's just such an okay movie that I think the bar's been set so high for Marvel that you're like, why do I don't need to see this?
1: That, it's almost like they were trying to like challenge themselves, like because yeah. that's
0: a really hard sell to
1: like turn that. Probably was really cool as a comic, but to make it as a movie, it's and a really hard. And to even as over. a comic,
0: it was. It makes Guardians of the Fucking Galaxy look like the X Men comic book wise. Right. It's so, you know, under the radar type thing. Again, the big things that it introduces is at the end you get Harry Styles as Star Fox, which now anyone who's seen the movie, I have to overhear them talking about who Star Fox is. And they're like, well, it's actually Thanos' brother and blah, blah. And I'm like, it makes me want to kill myself because I it takes every every inch of me to not chime in and correct someone. But I hate correcting people. Like that meme
1: are, of the kid that's, like, holding his breath in class?
0: That is me. <laughs> that is 100% me because I can't... I don't want to correct someone who's just really excited and has leaned so heavy into nerd culture that they're, like, purposely taping the middle of their glasses oh, to God. explain to people. <laughs> and you also get a really shitty CGI version of Pip the Troll, yeah. voiced by Pat Oswald that... Just use Patton Oswald. Like they ran out of money. See, the CGI. It's just <laughs> such a weird... It almost looks like they tried to do... Um, is it whoever Danny DeVito's character from the Hercules cartoon movie was? Oh, Phil. Phil. Yeah. It's like they made a CGI version of that <laughs> when in reality... It's like a 2D animation. Patton Oswald already has the body and shape of Pip the Troll. Just use his regular body. Yeah, I don't understand why they changed it so much. Yeah, like if they would
1: have just like used the stuff they used on Lord of the Rings to make him like look smaller, like
0: a hobbit. Exactly. Do whatever. Do the opposite of whatever you did for uh, Peter Dinklage in Endgame. Instead of making him really big, make him really small. Yeah, and just do that. Yeah, there you go. But at the end, you do get uh, the Black Knight, who is going to get. His soul sword or whatever, that's going to be a whole thing. And then you get a voice who's like, are you sure you want to do that? And boom, off screen, you get Blade. So it's our first initial Blade in canon. Yeah, so this is just our little in-between movie. It's a good in-between movie that I think will... In the future, someone's going to be like, "Wow, that was actually pretty good." And here's the whole reason it's not bad. Write a whole op-ed piece about yeah, it. There's yeah. definitely some nerd is going to de- 100% write a like thesis paper on this and spend like 16 years explaining why Eternals is the best Marvel movie on paper. But more power to him. Hey, he, to he, each his own. this person. Must like a challenge. But if you watch, if you like Marvel, it's an essential that you got to watch just yeah. to just to get the overarching view of everything.
1: Yeah, I I just felt bad. that movie made like no
0: money either, but whatever. All their other movies. they made up for it with Spider Man. Yeah, right? if they they spread some love, I don't think they're going to be hurting. I don't think the studio's going under. Um, but that's all I got for the day. You yeah, got same. anything else cracking off? No, that's about it. Um, trying to.
1: Oh, I'm still reading Soul Plumber. It's getting really good. You it's getting good. Check out Soul Plumber, guys, if you haven't, and if you like the the fellows from last podcast on the left, they're hilarious. The writing is just. It's like you're wa- like listening to an episode of the podcast where they're doing their characters and stuff because you can just kind of pick out everyone's little uh, personalities throughout the book. You
0: can tell who's supposed to be yeah, who, and
1: it's very, got some like cool, like religious, like Illuminati type stuff going on behind yeah. the scenes in the book. You know, because uh, the guy Marcus Parks, who's the head producer on um, last podcast, he's really into that into comic books and stuff. So he knows what he's doing. Like, yeah, it's if, not if he wasn't doing this research
0: based podcast network, he'd probably be writing comic books. Yeah, hey, I dig it. Um, definitely go watch Peacemaker. My biggest suggestion, you will not be disappointed. It is truly fucking amazing. Yeah, I'm going to fire that up and we can talk about it. They're dropping episodes once a week. So, they drop every Thursday. There's four episodes available right now, so plenty of sh- runtime to just get yourself sucked in and be fucking jonesing for the new episode on Thursday. Yeah, we'll
1: we'll uh, I'll get caught up and then we'll talk about it on the show. Everyone else go out and watch it, so yeah. Can be, we can be
0: relevant. <laughs> and as always, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Threads and Dreads Pod. Uh, hit us up on Patreon. We're trying to get our Saturday schedules rocking so that way we can get some more episodes to you. It's patreon.com backslash threads and dreads. And. Do we have, I feel like there's something else I'm forgetting. Probably, but, but you <laughs> uh, check what? out the
1: shoe show. We just did Check our,
0: out the shoe show. Yeah,
1: top 10 shoes of 2021. Yohei and Pat each had their own list. There's some really cool
0: stuff on there. Yohei dropping knowledge, as always. always.
1: Shout out, Yohei.
0: Um, but yeah, we will see you guys next time. Thank you, Sean, as always. Yes. And peace out. Love y'all. Bye-bye.